Go Postal does not advocate or encourage the abuse of alcoholic beverages. We ask that you drink responsibly, and if you feel you have a substance abuse problem, we encourage you to seek professional help. Welcome to part two of this, the second part of episode 27. (laughs) This is the Culinary Mystery Dinner Theater on PBS. Tonight we are presenting Denton Abbey, (laughs) the murder mystery. (laughs) Oh, sorry, we're full of shit. Um, No, I am Carla. I'm Michael. And we're Go Postal Podcast. Uh, we're the podcast that brings you crazy rambling, some ridiculous history and facts. And Michael gets lost every week, so we got to guess where the fuck he is. So welcome to part two, which is uh, our fun game. So we got some shit for you. Uh, if you listened in on Monday, we were talking about Los Angeles. Uh, so I think hey. we're going to try and continue that theme just a little bit in this one. So, uh, buckle in, hold on to your butts. We're going for a ride. Michael, do you have a card for me? I do, but it has nothing to do with LA. That's fine. <laughs> I said kind of continue with the theme. I'm not saying it's going through the whole thing. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll just nod my head, pretend like I know what's happening. <laughs> Michael, I don't know what's happening. I never know what's happening. I just go with it. It's fun. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> this is, well, I guess this has something to do with L.A. Because where this is from has an L and an A in the name. So Yes, this is true. I, okay, I totally understand where you're coming from. <laughs> this is from Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Philadelphia, and it's a picture of the Betsy Ross house. It's so cute. Aww. It's so tiny. You actually have the card. I, I, don't know <laughs> I, don't know. I, I, I can't help but think about Philly, and like I know we did an episode with Philly in it, which was a really good one. Um, but I just love Rocky, and the movie Rocky has come up several times in many discussions today. I don't know why, but like I just love the Rocky theme music. Feel free to join in any time. No, no, you're not. You're just, no. You're not feeling musical today, Michael. I haven't warmed up. Oh, I haven't. Fair enough. Okay, I'm done. Continue. It just reminds me of The Room. The Room. You always sing that yes, at the Yes, when he's running up the stairs. Yes. The okay. Mission Impossible theme. Okay, <laughs> so this is an anonymous postcard from Philadelphia. Uh, well, actually, maybe it's from Betsy Ross because it says, This is where I made a flag. Not sure if I'm on a train or drunk. Now go postal. And that's it. Yes. Okay, so anonymous writer. Please tweet us or send a message. We want to know who you are because this was amazing. Also, I have a feeling it might not be Betsy Ross unless it's her ghost because trains weren't invented when Betsy Ross was alive. 
But if she's a ghost today, she could still be on a train. Also, it is a myth that Betsy Ross made the first American flag. They, You're a myth. <laughs> I am a goddamn fucking legend. Total ledge. Um, no, like they just attribute it to her like 100 years later. There's no actual proof that she was the first one to make the first American flag. So now that I've ruined all of your childhoods, you're welcome. Everything you thought you knew, forget it. It's all a lie. That's kind of true. Yeah. But <laughs> we can we can call it the Betsy Ross home for not knowing who made the first flag. So we're going to give it to Betsy Ross Museum. <laughs> I don't think that fit on the sign. So that's why they just call it the Betsy Ross house. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, if we kept things as accurate titles, nothing would ever fit on blacks or signposts. I mean, the Molly Brown House Museum is called the Molly Brown House Museum because no one would recognize the Margaret Brown House Museum. Everyone would say, who the fuck is Margaret Brown? But she never actually called herself Molly. Really? Everyone just called her. Yeah, it was just the Molly Brown House Museum because everyone knows her as wow, Molly. The unsinkable Molly Brown, which is actually yeah. a really cool place in Denver. Go check it out. Um, if you remember the movie Titanic, I, I know I remember going to see you give tours. You were amazing. And you had to act as a straight man, which is hilarious and made me giggle every time. Um, uh, I remember, I remember if you remember in the movie Titanic, when she talks about like throwing all her money in the stove and lighting it on fire or like her husband did, did that happen? Or was that a myth too? Nope. Total bullshit. Oh my God. Titanic has lied to me. What am I? <sighs> now my reality is crumbling. However, Kathy Bates would be a perfect Margaret Brown if they made a biopic of her today. Is it a biopic or a biopic? You could say both. Oh, okay. I'm going to use them interchangeably just to confuse people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, what were we doing? We were, we were doing something. Have you ever wondered which movie franchise is best and why? Or why Eric Matthews is the most interesting character on Boy Meets World? Or even how a small town in upstate New York became a hotbed for strange and paranormal activity? Then tune in to a podcast about something as I dig into these subjects and more every Monday with help from a special guest. And stay tuned for a podcast about football where every week of the NFL season we round up the previous week's action and make can't-miss picks against the spread for the following week. After you listen, give us a rating and review, and for more great content, visit our website, apodcastaboutsomething.com, and follow us on Twitter, at APA something. Oh, I just read a card, so now tis your turn. <gasps> okay, so this is a, a new segment we've kind of been trying out. Um, and we started calling it drunks in history, but since we're moving away from the drunk theme, because, you know, alcohol doesn't have to be celebrated all the time, um, we're calling it hysterical history. Here's the thing. Going with the Los Angeles theme, I looked up basically crazy people in Hollywood, and this isn't quite history. Granted, it's all happened in the past, so it's technically history. It is still, uh, this person is still alive. And still uh, causing shenanigans. So today, <laughs> can you guess who we're covering? There are so many people that it could be. I, I can't even begin. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Nicolas Cage. Oh. Yes. Okay. So we all know he gets up to some crazy stuff. Uh, I found the most amazing article from Ranker.com written by Mel Judson. So thank you. 
and he has outlined about nine of the craziest uh, Nicolas Cage stories. So everybody knows that Nicolas Cage changed his name from Nicolas Coppola to avoid nepotism since he's part of the Coppola family. Um, everybody knows that he was almost in a weird-ass Superman movie. Actually, I didn't know this until I read this. Uh, written by Kevin Smith, where Superman didn't fly. He fought a giant spider in it. Spider, he fought a giant spider in it. Superman didn't even fly. <laughs> and Nicholas got, uh, paid, yeah, got paid $20 million for it, even though the project never went through. Oh, my God. Yes. And everybody also knows that his namesake is Luke Cage, the Marvel Comics character. Again, didn't know that, but we'll go there. Uh, so here's some real deal weird ass Nicolas Cage stories. Um, and most of his stories involve him seeing him on airplanes in Vegas, coming out of liquor stores at 9am at target or at a pet store. Apparently he has a lot of pets. Um, this list doesn't even mention all the crazy shit Nicolas Cage has bought over the years. Um, like a castle, purebred dogs. Those are not here. So. This is a list of what the f- the uh, he 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 bought the um, fuck what was her name the Madame de la Lurie house in oh Orleans. did he really Ma- Madame yeah, and yeah then he had la yeah oh my god yeah I I forgot about that I remember that on the tour I went on that place is so fucking haunted yeah. nobody owns it like they just can't okay no. <clears throat> sorry so once me. again <laughs> this is a list of what the fuck Nicolas Cage stories. Your minds might just explode, so buckle in and hold on to your butts. All right. One, he once woke up to a naked stranger eating a fudge sickle at the foot of his bed. Yep. So this was when he was promoting the film Trespass, which I haven't seen. Uh, but he, I don't even yeah, know either. But he's in everything, so it's fine. Uh, he'd actually lived through a home invasion uh, himself. Uh, according to him, quote-unquote, it was two in the morning. I was living in Orange County at the time and was asleep with my wife. My two-year-old at the time was in another room. I opened my eyes and there was a naked man wearing my leather jacket eating a fudge sickle in front of my bed. Uh, he knows it sounds funny, but it was horrifying at the time, as it would be. Uh, what's really impressive is that he could identify exactly what kind of popsicle it was. I mean, I'm going to put it out there. Fudge sickles are like the best popsicles on the planet. Like, I could eat those for the rest of my life. Um, and that he also knew that the jacket was his. So he started talking to the man and led him out of the house where the police were waiting. Cage didn't press charges because the man was clearly uh, severely mentally ill. However, I know that's, that's kind of like, oh, good hearted guy. Um, after that, he couldn't stay in the house again and moved to the Bahamas because that's what you do. If you're Nicholas Cage, you just move to the Bahamas. I can't even. (laughs) Um, he hijacked a plane's PA and almost got arrested with Charlie Sheen, who had cocaine. So this one time, Nicolas Cage, halfway through a flight he was on with Charlie Sheen, got on the PA, oh, so he was on Charlie Sheen, and he got on the PA, I think Charlie Sheen got on the PA, and told everyone he was the pilot, that he was not feeling well, and that he was losing control of the aircraft. Because that's oh, hilarious post-9-11, or any time, really. After they landed, the pilot came out and yelled at Cage, not cool, not fucking cool. <laughs> Which I have said to people, and you, you really mean it when you have to say not fucking cool. At this point, the door to the airplane came open and there were six armed police officers waiting for them. This is when Nicholas Cage's blind luck came in. He pointed to Sheen and said, 
he had nothing to do with it. Okay, so I guess Cage was on the PA. Sheen had an eight ball of cocaine wrapped in his ankle, by the way. Or wrapped around his ankle, by the way. What? Yeah. So bonus story, Charlie, Sheen, and Nicolas Cage once flew from LA to San Francisco. Uh, they really should have a reality show where the two of them just go on domestic flights. And Cage referred to one of the flight attendants as a goddess. And that's where Sheen got the idea to call women goddesses, which if you didn't know that is a thing he does. I didn't know that. It's what he calls the women in his life. So when he was going through that whole meltdown after two and a half men, like he had like two women living with him and they were his goddesses. And that's when he was like hashtag winning. So, and the whole tiger's blood thing. Anyway, uh, Nicolas Cage also got a pet octopus to quote unquote, help him with his acting. Um, now everyone knows that Nicolas Cage bought over 50 cars, two islands, a handful of yachts, a castle, a jet, and a dinosaur skull. And that's just some of the basic shit. But did you know he also bought an octopus? Is it octopus or octopi? Octopuses. Octopuses. Okay. Octopuses are basically, sorry. Octopuses are basically aliens. They have at least 12 tissues found in no other animal that, or that no other animal possesses, incredibly advanced problem-solving abilities, and attract a particular kind of human being like Nicolas Cage. Um, as part of what was allegedly a $276,000 spending spree, he got two poisonous king cobras and an octopus. He bought the whole damn octopus. Not as calamari. Not as sushi. He just a, a living creature. His excuse uh, was that it would help him with his acting, quote unquote. Maybe this was something that he said so he could write it off. Maybe he didn't understand tax laws. Uh, and maybe that's why he is where he is today, in big trouble. Uh, he chooses which animals he eats based on how they have sex. And this is a direct quote from him. I actually choose the way I eat according to the way animals have sex. I think fish are very dignified with sex. So are birds. But pigs, not so much. So I don't eat pig meat or things like that. I eat fish and fowl. Okay. Is that called being a pescatarian? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I did know this one. He is going to be buried in a motherfucking pyramid. Yeah, in New Orleans. Yes. I have seen it. I have witnessed this with my own eyes. Uh, <laughs> the grave is currently unoccupied, stands at nine feet tall, and is made entirely of stone. It has no name on it yet, but it sits there waiting for Nicolas Cage's untimely demise. He's never told anyone publicly why he bought it. Uh, it's bananas. It's huge. And for those of you that don't know, in New Orleans, they have to bury their dead above ground because, I don't know, it's below sea level and it likes to flood. So if your burial grounds start flooding, all the coffins rise up and float away. It's not good. It's It's like a crazy Halloween Disney World ride. Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) Or something out of like Evil Dead or something. Okay. Or Poltergeist. Oh, that too. Oh, yeah. That's the one. That's what I'm thinking of. By the way, that movie is super cursed, just saying. Uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter bailed him out of jail in 2011. Dwayne the Dog Bounty Hunter Chapman. Also, who knew that was his full name until just now? I definitely did not. Uh, Posted the $11,000 bond to get his friend Nicolas Cage out of jail after he was arrested for public drunkenness, domestic violence, and disturbing the peace in New Orleans. Uh, Yeah. Domestic violence. He, uh, (laughs) yeah, right. Uh, he was stalked by a mime. So he told Parade Magazine, quote unquote, I was being stalked by a mime, silent, but maybe deadly. Okay, so he goes on to say, somehow this mime would appear on the set of bringing out the dead and start doing strange things. I have no idea how it got past security. 
Finally, the production took some action, and I haven't seen the mime since, but it was definitely unsettling. Mimes usually are. Maybe the mime was method and would not break his silence to explain himself and was warded off by the producers for good. Uh, He once took mushrooms with his cat. So let's reestablish. And we're talking hallucinogenic mushrooms. Uh, Obviously. Uh, Yeah, he's an animal lover. So why the cat? You know, he has the octopus. He has other things, cobras. So the answer, the cat ate a pile of mushrooms that were sitting in the fridge. The cat was able to get the fridge open and take the mushrooms, which he would eat regularly. The cat's name was Lewis, by the way. So Cage and Lewis, thick as thieves, took the shrooms together when Cage saw him eating the bag from the fridge again. He thought, he may as well join along so the cat wasn't tripping alone. Oh, that's how you know you love your cat, by the way. Like, just be like, I'm just going to trip with you so you have a buddy. (laughs) He says, quote unquote, I remember lying on my bed for hours and Lewis was on the desk across my bed, and we just stared at each other for hours, not moving, not just staring at each other, and I had no doubt that he was my brother. Oh. <laughs> okay, so last one, and it's bananas. He chose a venomous copperhead. By the way, those things are fucking venomous. They're nasty beasts. Over a non-venomous one for a scene so he could, quote-unquote, relax. He was filming a movie where they had a four-page scene that required a literal snake in the grass. A copperhead snake, to be exact. They had a snake with no poison slash venom in it, and Cage said, for realsies, (laughs) you know what? I think we really need to take a chance here and use a real snake and pick it up and use it in the scene. It's a big scene, and I think it will relax me. Luckily, the interviewer over at the talks had the same question uh, you and I just did, and Cage answered, I'm one of those people that when I do stunts or drink a lot of coffee, it calms me down. And I like what it can offer in terms of creativity. You can feel the focus on set. You don't have to act. If you can avoid acting and get to the truth of it and be in the moment, something magical happens. Uh, the only magic is clearly going on in your brain, Nicholas Cage. So that's my <laughs> hysterical history because he will go down in history as a clearly bananas person. Clearly, so, bananas. And how do you? That was fascinating. He's so fascinating. I. That's why I had to do it. I'm like, I know he's not dead yet, but seriously, I need to talk about this. Well, it was all history, so, and I mean, he still he is, is bananas. So, how do you how do you feel now? Every time you see Nicolas Cage in a movie, like, are you going to think about him differently? Uh, no, because I already knew he was bananas. I didn't know those <laughs> stories, but he's always been bananas, and he always looked like a bananas person bananas word of the day i'm gonna say banana again so michael you uh were not lost last week in fact you were very much unlost um which would make you found but i have a i once was lost but now i'm found oh amazing grace Okay, I'm done. That's about as religious as I get. Um, but I know you are lost this week. So where the fuck are you? I don't know. Let's find out. I don't have any winners because I didn't have a you game last week. And I apologize. Clearly, you're winning. I'm winning. Charlie Sheen is definitely winning. And I think Nicolas Cage is absolutely winning. So we have lots of winners. And Betsy Ross. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. Finally, 
my Quasimodo costume I've been saving for all these years comes in <gasps> handy. And I'm going to take this moment to squash any guesses of Paris. For one thing I know is that I am not <laughs> in Paris. Because you fucking hate Paris. Designed by... Because I fucking hate Paris. Designed by architect Augustus Puggin. Puggin? Like there's a pug in here? Where's the pug? Who died in 1852. This neo-gothic... No! The The architect, don't cry. That made me really sad. Okay, the architect died. No, that's fine. Cool. As long as the pug's fine. Augustus... Pougon, I'm going to say. Once again, not Paris. Augustus Uh, Pougon. P-U-G-I-N. Yeah, Pougon. Who died in 1852. This neo-Gothic building was completed in 1859. For those of us who aren't great at math, that means he died seven years before the completion of his building at the age of 40. I would have never been able to calculate that. I know, it's hard maths. It's a hard life. That being said, I'm sure Mr. Augustus's spirit is still hanging around these halls. Nothing like men in robes and powdered wigs to keep you on Earth. I mean... (laughs) What? It'll all make sense, don't worry. Okay, all right, all right. If you know where I am, at least. I don't know. Uh, Okay, all right. I might, I might. Here's the next part. You know me. I need a drab, brutalist palate cleanser after all the extravagance of Puggins building. (laughs) Which brings me to an art gallery. Nay, a free admission art gallery. (gasps) What? Yes. Take note, America. Free? (laughs) Free. F-R-E-E. That houses some fantastic modern works, such as a ceramic vessel by Marcel Duchamp, some pop icon prints by, duh, Andy Warhol, and a crustacean phone by the master of surrealism himself, Dali. Those are all good and all, but give me the intentional giant crack in the floor over everything else, and I'm a happy man. I know where you're at! Okay, continue. Well, just in case you didn't know, here's one last diary entry. (laughs) I thought you said diarrhea. Diarrhea. Diarrhea entry. (laughs) One last diarrhea entry. Into my diary. Dear diary, I had diarrhea three times today. That's usually what I write in my diary. (laughs) Now that I've freed myself from the constraints of the past... I've decided to dive back into it. Head first. No testing the waters. I found the theater to end all theaters. <laughs> the theater where theater basically started. <laughs> and, and they are showing an all-female version of a show that would have typically been performed by an all-male cast. What fun! Scandalous! But before that, I need to get myself a beer and some food. So I found a quaint little pub that dates back to 1677. But there has allegedly been a pub slash in here since medieval times. I can't even comprehend that amount of time. No. And 
ordered myself a pint and a sausage with mashed potatoes covered in gravy. This is why I had to take a break last week. My heart cannot bear the amount of crap I make it go through, both physically and emotionally. I'm so hungry now. I forgot a snack again. I mean, I remembered before we started, and then I forgot and sat down and was too lazy to go get one, and now I'm regretting this decision. Well, I'm not going to ask you where you think I am, because you know where I am. Ah, how dare you? It is my right as your co-host to guess. I know you know where I am. You know, I because of the crack in the floor, this is exactly how I know where you're at. My guess is that you're in Chile post-earthquake. Yes, yeah. time traveling. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's obviously post-earthquake. You just couldn't have been there before it. Otherwise, no. there would have been no cracks in the floor. No cracks at all. No. no I cracks, mean, there's plenty of cracks. No crack. There's no butt crack. <laughs> Wait, are, so are you saying the people of Chile walked around with no butt cracks before the earthquake and now they have what? Don't you know that myth? That's how <laughs> butt cracks came into being. <laughs> don't even know where this is gone well that's where the fuck am i uh be on the lookout today there should be a post up uh because it's wednesday our hump day hint and on friday friday freebie uh you can find us on our instagram facebook and twitter at go postal podcast they're posted across all of those. So check those out if you need a little hit. If if you happen to find Michael, could you keep a lookout for our sanity too? Because apparently we lost it along the way. It's it's on that trash island in the middle of the Pacific. Yeah, mine's on the struggle bus somewhere. And the struggle bus has left the station. Struggle bus left the station like five months ago. <laughs> you mean like when we started the podcast? Bingo! <laughs> yes uh okay well um does that oh random question of the week oh oh okay i pulled up the drive we've done this one before but i kind of want to revisit it okay because i want to hear what our twitter friends have to say oh that's fair yeah so what would be the worst buy one get one free sale of all time so we've had a few i came up with coffins someone said std medication another one said kids All legit answers, but we're going to find out from our Twitter friends what they have to say. I, myself, am going to say eggplant, because I fucking hate eggplant. (gasps) How can you hate eggplant? What is... You monster! I don't like eggplant. (laughs) What about, like, eggplant parmigiana? Or, Or moussaka? Oh my god. Sorry... Sorry. I like baba ganoush. I just don't like the like texture of just pieces of eggplant. Uh. Have you ever had moussaka? <laughs> okay, don't make our listeners throw up. They'll never listen to us again, Michael. I mean, not that they're listening anyway, but it's fine. They've, they've, given, up, they've given up on us at this point <laughs> after talking about how butt cracks were invented. <laughs> If they give, if they've given up at this point, then I'm just proud of them for making it to this. Right. Point. We are so proud of you, honey. Thank you for sticking with us. Work, 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 work. Okay. Um, I do have a song for everything. I shall not sing them all. 
So yeah, what's the worst buy one get one of all time? So lovely people, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your crazy, crazy, crazy stories. Uh, if you can think of someone in history that you would like us to discuss and research, let us know. I'd love to to expand my horizons here. Uh, so you can uh, write us a postcard at PO Box one nine eight five one four. Nashville, Tennessee, 37219. Or you can email us at gopostalpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, Michael, tell them where they can slide into our DMs or find our social media. Oh, slide right in. Um, yes, like I said earlier, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at gopostalpodcast. Uh, yeah, hit us up. Find us on the interwebs. Talk to us. I like talking. I'll talk back. I do. I talk back real good. Talk back. And if you want to talk to me, just say, Carla, put Michael on the phone. Yeah. Shut the fuck up and put Michael on. And I'll I'll be there. You just have to tell Carla because I don't really do social media. I'll be there. I'll be there. Yep. Just like that. And he'll even sing to you uh-huh. and I'll stop singing to you. And yeah. Yeah. So that's it for this week. That's it. That's all. We'll see you next week. Until then, auf Wiedersehen. Ciao.